Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the MVP, the Modern Visual Podcast. Joe Stevens and the boss man himself, Luke Truen, as always. LT, what's going on? G'day, Joe. G'day, Luke. Trying to be Aussie as I can be. Yeah, you probably need to do that with me because I sound, uh, I don't know what. You're British, you're American. British bro, Aussie. You what? (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, the title of today's episode is How to Purchase the Correct Solutions for your business's technological stack. That, that was terrible. You, you go ahead and do that. You do that, Joe. I butchered that it one. Is how to ensure <laughs> you get the right solutions in your business's tech stack. There you go. Yeah, I did not have that. It is a bit of a mouthful, and yeah, um, this is the world we're in now. It's obviously uh, challenging for some people to slowly get their way into technology. That's um, and and that's where companies like Modern Visual are here to keep it simple. Well, you did. You correct me on that one. You kept it simple. Um, premise of it is essentially, if we're looking from a consumer-centric model, um, someone that would engage Mon Visual, for example, um, they might come to you guys and, and say, we need a certain service. And they're, they're, they're hell-bent on that. You know, this is our problem. This is the golden ticket to fix what we've got going on. If you have a good business growth solutions partner, such as Mon Visual, you guys are going to quickly identify, and you can probably take us through the system in this episode, Luke, but how exactly... You go from refining what the customer think they want or need and, and actually presenting a case of, well, it's, it's a case of maybe you need a lot more or a lot less or that's just the wrong tech partner for you or whatever it might be as far as software. So the floor is yours on this one because I'm not, I'm not up to the tech like you are. But uh, Well, I mean, a non-technical way to think about this is a common story um, around something called survivorship bias where in the war... They basically decided that... Oh, wow. We're going deep on this We're one. going deep. Right, we're going deep. And obviously, we just had Anzac Day, so... It's relevant, yeah. Yeah. So, um, back in the day, the planes were crashing, obviously getting shot out of the sky, um, and basically what they were doing, they were looking at all the planes that came back and saying, all right, well, where are all these planes getting shot at? That's where we need to put some additional armor and strength into these planes, because you know, the most common places they're getting shot at is where we'd want to protect the most. Does that make sense to you, Joe? It does. Yes. However... I know where you're going with this, but yes. However, that is called survivorship bias because the planes that are coming back aren't the ones they should be looking at. It's the ones that didn't make it back that are the ones that need the most protection. Yeah. So the ones that were coming back are survivors. And you need to look at why and how they were coming back. So they were looking at the wrong... uh, Looking in the wrong place to obviously solve the problem. Yeah. Um, and that leads me into, you know, what a lot of businesses do. And obviously a lot of people have the, the best intentions for the business um, that they either manage or run. Um, but ultimately it's about thinking outside the square, outside your blinkers yep. um, to, to sort of make a better, more informed decision around what you should do with your technology and your business. Um, and it's very easy to get caught up in, you know, buzzwords and you might have read an article on, you know, that's pushing an agenda, you, you yep. should do this and everyone's doing this, so you should too. And I think that's quite dangerous. I think every business is unique in its own right and basically needs to have, um, you know, a specific goal in mind that they want to achieve that's unique to them yep. and then work out backwards from there what technology is going to help them get there, not just flavor of the week or buzzword of the week. Um, I think where you're going with this is every individual business deserves the attention without an agenda. It, it deserves an audit that is non-biased and is going to set them up for success in the future, regardless of what the owner, like you said, has been influenced by or pushed upon. Realistically, you need to be able to present a case that says, actually, 
it's A, B, C, D that you need. And uh, we're saying that from a, you know, non-buyer. And I think a lot of the, the structures you guys run actually presents the solutions before there's a, a model in place to, to do yeah. a deal, you know. I mean, obviously, Modern Visual began as a web design and hosting business years ago where we were pushing a specific service um, that then grew into a number of services that, you know, people come to us and say, oh, you know, we really want to run Facebook. This is why. And we would sort of, you know, obviously do our due diligence to make sure that that is sort of going to benefit them, and it would. Yeah. Um, and then we would obviously sell them that service, and, you know, it is what it is. Um, however, what we're finding is that businesses, yes, they can benefit from something, like a website or, you know, whatever it may be, but it's deeper than that and needs to be more of a holistic uh, deep dive into the business to ensure that not just obviously they're going to benefit from this particular service, but it's not going to hit a hard stop at another part of the business. So, yep. you know, a lot of customers might have a great website that's designed to generate leads and convert people, but they don't actually have a CRM. You know, they a client relationship management system. They have spreadsheets or it's all done via email and they might not follow up on leads. So, you know, you might generate a lead from your website and the website's doing a great and amazing job because they've got a good website by Modern Visual <laughs> and they're not then following up that lead and they're losing those opportunities. So we always want to look at the business from a holistic point of view. It could even be operations. It could be, um, you know, there's specific staff. Where, well, I mean, we had one client in particular where uh, they were doing cold calls from a list and we renamed that for them to education calls and it gave the staff a lot more confidence and empowered them yep. to call those existing customers because it was an education call not a cold call yeah simple things like that that are beyond a website or a crm uh that you know really benefit that business and it's a it's just that that production line mentality where <coughs> you know you can see uh, i'm stealing uh from joe benson our general manager's sort yeah. of thought he's big on this he loves this yeah. um you know talking about the ford production line back in the day where they went from making cars in each corner of the room to building a production line with steps in the process you know the cars the chassis then the wheels and then the the windscreen wipers and the doors etc yeah. etc but looking at the throughput of that and working out where the bottlenecks are yeah so working out where that production line comes to a hard stop and that's where your priorities lie is where the production line is being held up. So, yes, you can benefit from add it, adding great doors to a car, but if the car's not getting off the production off line, off the production line, it's yeah. kind of useless. So, a website is the same. We've got an amazing website, um, amazing blogs, or whatever it may be, or amazing marketing. You could be doing great Facebook or LinkedIn ads, or whatever it may be, or LinkedIn posts. But if your throughput's not getting through that barrier, yep. um, which could be you know the sales process or even like post sales where someone's become a customer, we see a lot of people that don't maximize that relationship. They, they don't talk to their customers after they've done something for them. So the lifetime value of that customer stays at the original transaction, yep. which is not what's going to help your business grow. I'd agree. And I think it's not just a website, like you said, and that's certainly, you know, where Envy originated back in the day. But I feel like a website's just probably the, the most prevalent that people, you know, we need a new website. We, we, know, we need to get more leads. We need to do this, we need to do that, right? And they engage you for that specific need. Um, and, and so quickly, once you audit like the underlayer of what this website's going to achieve for them, that's the difference between what they think they need versus what they actually want. Because a lot of businesses actually are not in a position to be able to handle, like you said, more leads, more volume, whatever it might be that they don't have the steps in place. And that audit you're talking about under the, you know, the visible, the top of the iceberg is the website, the marketing, all that nice glitzy stuff that everyone wants. But underneath that, the foundations is actually the most important part. Yeah. I mean, we've, 
like honestly, we've grown our business on popular services that people would want to buy. I guess now, you know, you look where we're at, 2021, and technology is huge. Like businesses now should be a technology company and then what they do second. That's yeah. just how it is now. Uh, so fortunately for us, obviously, that's what we help businesses with. Uh, so we have a responsibility to think beyond, you know, popular services like we used to. We have a responsibility to help companies audit uh, I mean, the word audit's quite boring. It sounds like bookkeeping. Uh, you know, performance review. There you go. Their business. Yeah, yeah I, like um, that. I like that. <laughs> you know, to think beyond the the popular services, to think about what are all, what are all the pieces of software that make up their business. What do their processes look like? Who are the staff in the business? What does each staff member do? How can we empower those staff to do meaningful things instead of repetitive, mundane things? Yeah. To maximize the business, to utilize technology, to I guess keep the wheels turning where it's you know mundane. Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing I took from a podcast we did the other day. I can't remember the title now, but you basically said if it um, actually I don't know if it was that. Maybe it was a video series we're filming. Either way, you said something along the lines of if it can be automated, it must be in this day and age. Um, that just stuck with me because as far as what you're talking about with technology and, and empowering staff to do meaningful work, like that that's the premise of it. Like if 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 it can be automated, realistically a a staff member doesn't really have any business doing it anymore. I mean, we've seen clients where, you know, they've got pretty high up people on good money that are just doing data entry mm. because they don't know any better. Yeah. They assume that's like it works, but for a very, very small fee, they could have that automated or even cut out of the equation so that everyone in the business, the humans in the business can be doing meaningful tasks that add a lot of value to the business day to day and long term, yep. um, backed by, you know, repetitive, consistent technology that just does what it's good at. Um, you know, people worried about the, the rise of the machines and the Terminator yeah. side of things. And, Great movies. Um, Great you know, movies. That, that's definitely a, <laughs> not going to happen or it's a long way away. Um, so utilizing technology in your business Again, it's quite affordable. It doesn't have to be expensive. And you can start to chip away over time. You don't have to go and put a big system in, you know, off the bat. You can do that over a number of years, uh, like we do with many of our clients. Yeah, you give them progressive steps where when they reach a certain volume, turnover, staff count, whatever it is, there's a roadmap, which I think a lot of people don't have also, is that they're very reactive as in, oh, okay, well, this is bottlenecked here. What do we need, Luke? What do we do? you're going to present them with a, you know, I don't know the longevity of the plan, but I'm assuming it's several years of, of, of progressive steps to say, well, you're going to utilize these, you know, these pieces of software here that's going to segue to this da, 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 over the next five years or whatever. hundred percent. And like I've said, it's all about thinking beyond the shiny object syndrome that we all get where mm-hmm. we think this is the answer. It's about leaning on someone that can help you. And it could even just be another staff member or, you know, someone in your network that can, have an, have an analysis of your business beyond you because you're in the business every day or uh, whether you're in it or sort of looking at it every day or you're the owner, you're still, a, yeah. whether you're working or not, you're still attached it's to it. It's extremely difficult to have a bird's eye view of your own operation when you're in the middle of it. 100%. And again, if you're like a managing director or just a director or a board member that's separated, you still have a bias towards the business. Mm-hmm. So having someone external that can come in and just, you know, review everything you're doing, assess what software you're using. Because what we commonly see as well is people bloat on software. So yep. they think every every month, oh, this is the answer for this, this is the answer. And you know, after six months, they've just tacked on all this software. Yeah. They don't use half of it and 
They've just got this big bloated tech stack for no reason. Yeah, subscriptions here, there, and everywhere. Yet they're like, oh, we can't afford this CRM or this piece of software. Well, it's like, actually, cut out ABC. That's more than affordable at this point. I always say to people as well, like set a, a quarterly sort of meeting just to go through what software you have. Keep a record of software. What, like even, it could just be a spreadsheet. Like what is the purpose of this software? How do we make money from using this software? Yeah. How does it add meaning to our clients? What are the subscription dates? What's the pricing? Um, how do they talk to each other? I have a little list going and have a quarterly meeting around that list so you can keep on top of that that tech stack. It's it's just it's a no brainer. I really I think if you listen to this episode and you haven't listened to the previous episode that we did the other day, we're talking about the importance of networking and what you said there a second ago really I think we gotta double down on this where you said someone either external to your business or in your network that is not, you know, in your business. It's bias, yeah. The business you know, internal bias is such a huge thing and, and if you can utilize you know, like an asset like Mon Visual, regardless of the sales pitch here, it's it's a fantastic asset. I've been in the room with JB when he does the Ford production line comparison, yeah. and I, I think he does that because he's probably around when Henry Ford invented the car. <laughs> but other than that, um, and the Wright brothers, the Wright brothers, yeah, he did that one too. He's got it. He's got it down pat. He does. But, but when you piece that together, when when you leave the room and and you go sit down, you're like, man. It makes so much sense, and and it's just such a systemized way of taking you out of all the BS that's in in your head, and you think the world revolves around your business, and you can't possibly like everyone else going through these problems is like, yeah, I'm sure everyone at some point in in the life cycle of their own business went through these problems, but you're not special. Everyone goes through this. Everyone gets past it if they engage the right people, and and typically if you're you know the owner, the MD, whatever it is, you're not really in a position to have the stress levels and the perspective to take a step back and go, actually, we can go over here now and, and implement all these new things. And, you, you know, typically a business owner is going to look at that and go, that's more stress for me. Mm-hmm. i got to implement new software and train the staff. Like, we can't even keep going as it is. Yeah, and I think as well to add to that, you like, really... you get that pushback a lot? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. I think, I think the key is having a hero in the business or a staff member that really takes ownership uh, like typically it's an operations manager that would take ownership of... Yeah, like they're pushing for this, so to speak. Yeah, correct. Like obviously they, they take ownership of the process in the business, uh, take ownership of the software in the business. And that's where it's critical that you do have an operations manager or equivalent that, you know, isn't afraid of technology. Yeah. It's just the way it's going. Like obviously, you know, in the 80s you had a filing cabinet and you had, yep. you know, your Teledex and all the rest of it. Did you um, a Gecko phone or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, we're in 2021. Like, technology is not going anywhere. If it did, everyone would freak out. So, Can you imagine the world without it now? Oh, I mean, sometimes I think it would be a better place because we go back to nature. We sometimes forget that nature exists. But at the same time, it's, it just makes our lives easier, more convenient. So it makes sense that technology has to be here and it's not going anywhere. Um, so businesses really need to take accountability and responsibility to make sure that they are ahead of the curve with technology, whether that's an internal or external thing. But it's critical to have someone that takes ownership in that business of the technology in the business or at least drives it with an external party. Mm. Um, you know, if it's left on someone that's too busy or spread thin like the owner or, you know, like a, a general manager or whatever it may be, you're going to not really have that success. So I think technology can be affordable, great return on investment, but it relies on someone taking ownership of that within the business to drive it. Because again, mm-hmm. your business needs to be a technology company first and then what you do second. Yeah, and, and there's, you know, you could use a, a CRM as an example, HubSpot, whatever it is. I know there's 
several clients over the years that collectively we've worked with where you really have to hammer down on what you just said where they'll 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 get this software they'll get the CRM or whatever it is you know what I'm talking about right now and and it's there but it's not being utilized no one internally is really channeling that piece of software to be utilized to, to help the business succeed um, and and it does take some potting and poking to to really make sure someone heads that up because everyone internally has their own politics and their own agendas and that's a whole other beast that you got to navigate um, but yeah I agree like some bigger companies will make these investments but they will not do the follow-up diligence oh, I mean, w- we'll, without yeah without the right guidance is what I should say we'll do our due diligence in the sales process like we always go through a framework to make sure that the company has a need yep um, you know obviously there's specific timing they've got the budget they've got the authority um, you know need is a big one there um, yep. but you then need someone in the business. I always say this, they need to need it, want it, get it. So they have to get what you're doing, understand it. Yep. They have to want it. So they actually have to want to use it in their day to day. That's a big thing. Yep. 100%. And they have to obviously need it. Like it's, you know, they have to need it right now in the business and moving forward, which is part of the sales process. But again, that individual in the business needs to use those guiding principles or fit that, that bill to actually drive uh, you know the solution in the business or else you just you're gonna have a nice boat anchor <laughs> yes i agree and i think you, you, you look at technology and, and obviously the title of this is how to how to get the right version for your business and make sure that you're getting what you need um but it's more than that because it's what it's really this, this the foundations for your business to grow well you've got to com- if you're competing you 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 know the people you're competing with um are obviously um investing in technology yeah. um Obviously, there's some industries where they're the same as 100 years ago, but... Yeah, there's very few at this point. Correct. You'd have to hope. I mean, yeah, there's probably some in the industrial state next door that you could yeah. probably look at, but um, everyone, to a certain degree, is in, engaging and utilizing yeah. technology. Well, I mean, you look at what the reasons why technology is beneficial in a company. Obviously, it creates a lot of efficiency in the business. You know, it allows for you to cancel the three hires you're about to make, and you yeah. can save... You know, up to 80% because the, the software costs this much and to implement and then three new team members would have cost you this. Yep. It's a no-brainer from an efficiency point of view to, you know, get the most out of the team you've got or at least hire a li- little bit more lean, leaner using technology. Um, it can remove internal friction as well. So um, between departments in a business, making sure that everyone communicates really well, everyone's on the same page, technology really does that and empowers that. Yep. Um, and as well, giving your clients and customers the best experience possible. Yep. So using automation um, and personalization to create meaningful customer interactions, using software, using technology, um, these are gonna give, all these things are going to give you an edge over your competitors. And I think I'll come in with a couple of stories. This isn't just something that we talk about on a podcast, which is hypothetical as part of a sales thing. Like say, you know, Modern Visual and my business have a relationship. Um, there's, there's two things right off the top of my head right now that I can tell you that Modern Visual have helped me with, whether it's for my business or for my clients. Number one, recently, the, the business has grown pretty quickly. We've got team members coming on. Cash flow becoming a problem, as it does with every business. There's certain, you know, squeeze points with that. Um, between yourself, Luke, and, and Kathleen, like this isn't, we wasn't even anything official. You just referred me to a automated payment system. Mm-hmm. Anyone on a retainer, you know, we're going to roll that out in May. And I've already done the math and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait for the cash flow that's going to come from this because, you know, that's a solution right there. It could be as simple as that. This software was free. 
it was integrated into my accounting software, generates invoices, payments done on the same day, done. Mm-hmm. And your project stuff is different, anything retainer. One example where I'm already happy, right? I mean, it zaps your mental energy, right? It's not just oh, the time. It's, it's it, it really, like, already, obviously the setup was not painful, but there's a little bit of adjustments and getting it done, and we're nearly there, but that's one thing. And then, and like the other, you're just talking about, um, you know, marketing, accountability, CRMs, and, and uh, HubSpot as an example of that. You know, a few of my clients that we collectively work together with, um, we have HubSpot through Mon Visual, and we're able to attribute dollar amounts for e-commerce to, to campaigns. We're, we're able to do personalizations on EDMs and, and retargeting and all these different things. I could go on all day about what the CRM does, but man, it, it really, um, it, it makes such, it does, it does. <laughs> and once you learn the software and you go through the ground pains, um, you see the value in it. And, and I think that's just two little examples where, you know, this isn't just something that we talk about on a pod and it's, it's part of the marketing one visual. Like it's not that case. Like, for my business, in collaboration with you guys, that's just two off the top of my head mm. where I could think of how this, it's helped. You this know? relies so heavily on that buy-in and having not a glorified boat anchor like I mentioned. Yeah. You need someone in your business that is driving that technology relationship yep. to propel your business forward. That's where businesses are going to fall down and do fall down where they think they tick the box because they buy a piece of software or they engage a marketing agency or you know engage a HR company or whatever it may be. Yeah. You need someone that takes responsibility. They drive that from internally in the business. Um, what we find as well, like we provide a business consultant sometimes as part of our package because the client doesn't really have someone driving. So that is a, that's a good asset as well, <coughs> where, where Joe becomes part of the team. Yeah, so we'll yeah. actually bring someone into the business to be that driver for them to be the internal spirit <laughs> yep, or yep. guiding star that gets things done. And that's something that we've seen a lot of success in for our clients is to artificially drive. Um, it's not the best way to do it. Like typically to have someone driving and have an external driver coming in as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just so critical. Like uh, businesses are just going to be left dead in the water if they think that the way they've done things to cause their success in the past is going to work moving forward. Yep. And the longer they leave it, the harder it's going to be to adapt. Hundred percent, and the further their competition is going to be away. Yeah, so I mean, again, what are the first steps in okay, so being yeah, proactive? We've gone pretty far far deep on this, so let's bring it back. So, where, where if you have an issue, where do you start, or, so or perceived issue as a business owner? The first thing you can do is just do a holistic review of your business. Mm. Like I mentioned, you look at what software you use, you look at what are your processes, you look at your customer journey, like how do what steps do clients go through now, what steps do staff go through now to get from you know, point A to point B for each service or solution. Um, and then work out how you can complement and apply technology to those yep. those paths yep. for the client and for the staff member. And then from there, you can put a plan in place, a rollout plan based on what the priorities are, what needs to happen in what order. Yep. And then hit the go button, turn it on, and then start to do the rollout. Start to, you know, bring in new technology, start to... Bring like train your staff around that technology. Yep. Uh, enhance the customer journey. Measure and test. Measure and test. Make sure you're constantly looking at the numbers when it comes to the performance of your technology. Make sure that you know you're getting the most from it. Yep. Um, sometimes it's all about as well doing initial research to um, make sure you're picking the right technology or software for your business too. Yeah, um, and just a flag that top ten blog of of the best software for this problem probably isn't. The one to go off. No, that's right. They're, they're all over the internet. They all have an agenda. A lot of agenda, yeah. yeah. But I think as well, like a lot of people try and pick the cheapest option as well, thinking that 
they're going to get the same thing for less. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Sometimes the dearest option is the best option because of how much money you're going to make yeah. from having that dearer option. See it as an investment, not a not you know, it's an asset yeah. to the business. It's not an expense. Some people will drop 50 grand a year on a car um, and then they won't spend that on software that's going to make them that 500 extra 50, grand. Yeah, like, yeah. It just makes no sense. Like it's an investment. It's again, expensive doesn't always mean it's it's comparable to something cheaper. So you always got to do your homework around not just the features or the in level of investment. It's about what are the outcomes we expect and what are the outcomes we're going to get from the software too. Yeah. Um, you know, use these companies to give you demos. Yeah. All these software companies are all fighting for your business. Use that to use their time for demonstrations. Really lean on all these different companies to prove to you that their software is the best solution. Again, price isn't always the best guiding star there. And the way they're geared now, you don't have to go to their HQ and wherever it is in Sydney or Brisbane or... Online demo. <laughs> Zoom, it brings it straight to you. Yep. you know, and, and they're geared for that now. All these all these companies, are all these software companies. So like you said, you know, do your due diligence, make sure that it's industry specific to your industry, but it's not just something that they're trying to push on you. Okay, well, can you give me examples of what other clients in this industry you guys have utilized the software for? And, and, we, and real quick, they're going to come back and say, well, it's either all these heavy hitters and you're like, we need to be at that level or they go, oh, actually, we don't have any. Well, then it's probably not for you. you yeah. Know? I mean, we have a lot of clients these days coming to us for a particular need. When we open them up to actually looking at their whole business, what they actually originally came to us for is completely different to what so they need. far away. And yeah. they have this aha moment and they go, oh my God, thank God you did that process because we thought we needed this, but now we've realized- We needed that. Or, our, or a combination of yeah, all like these our things. production environment is clunky as it needs, you know, clunky as it can be. So now we're solving that for them first, mm. and then the original priority doesn't even need to be fixed no. at all. It doesn't need to be touched. No, it's a, it's funny what they fixate on as being a problem that eventually yep. is not even in the equation. Yep. But, but that's fine because that that brings them to us, so we can actually help them. I think if there's one thing to take from from this, guys, you know, like I said, business owners, whether you're new to business, whatever it might be, there's, there's several different life stages of a business where this is appropriate and you'll go through seven reinventions of with growth of, of the software you need and your systems and, and integrating that all together. But um, engaging the right partners to really be able to to drive the systems to, to maximize your return on this because you can get lost on it real quick. You can have internal bias that will lead you down runway that really isn't where you need to go. And, um, you know, having people external to your framework, you know, audits, that word we use, but really it really is incredible like i said my personal experience working with the guys at mv um man just a couple of little things that we've implemented it, it's made such a difference so um it, it isn't just a sales pitch it really is something that will will make your life easier as a business owner but 26 minutes in luke i reckon we'll wrap this one up you, you, uh, you happy with all that yeah i think if anyone wants any sort of guidance just hit me up on linkedin like i'm mm -hmm. happy to help anyone that wants help with this so it's it's a new New frontier for a lot of people and we live and breathe this every day. Well, we do. And there's actually a video series coming soon uh, out of Mon Visual. I won't give the title away or anything, but um, there's a lot of really good content about new software and things that we've integrated into Modern Visual. Um, and, and it really does follow the narrative of what we just talked about. And uh, th that'll be a great thing for you guys to see on LinkedIn. So make sure you follow Luke on LinkedIn, Modern Visual, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the usual platforms, Instagram. Um, and with that being said, please like, uh, share it with your friends. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a rating and a review on iTunes, Spotify. Really helps with the visibility. And uh, with that, um, we'll be back with another episode of the MVP, the Modern Visual Podcast. Thanks, guys.